one page very strong. We're learning about Ahava Hatliyabadana. The elementary but very, very, very choshev and much sought after level of love for Hashem's Baruch is love that comes as a result of of it, it, it originates in, in the very selfish and uh, normal need that we have to be satisfied and once we understand who is the one that satisfies all of our needs from the most basic of breathing and, and, and just being alive to more advanced needs and enjoyments and pleasures in life and when we understand that not just understand but when we think about it deeply and we repeat it over and over again it's not something that we can take for granted but if you think about it and you miss and you and you repeat it over and over again who gave me this drink who gave me my ability to have the intelligence to sit down and to make this deal that would work out and then I would have the parnosa and so on and so forth when a person always gets back to that question which in the terminology of Chazal is on Reishvav, the last thing we were learning who came before me I came up with this idea I didn't come up with this idea there was somebody before me Hashem, came up with this idea when a person is constantly in that, in that uh, way of thinking and saying it over and over again that this that this is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, every single thing that I have and my my thought to to make this decision or this judgment to buy this apartment not that and so on and so forth all of that is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. so then a person lives more and more and more with the recognition the awareness of what Hashem is brought every single second what Hashem is doing for him what Hashem is giving him love can only come in that in that basic way of loving where it comes when I feel that this other cares about me and gives me and takes care of me and benefits my life in every way and the more one thinks about it the more one speaks about it the more one appreciates and reaches a level of the most basic level of love but if a person just lives taking it for granted well of course I know that Hashem gave me this I know that so that's not enough to just know that the same way we spoke about even Ben Chaveiro. Of course I know that my wife is terrific because she does everything for me. I know that. But if a person is not misbinding in that and doesn't say it over and think about it and stop his life all the time and remind himself, so then even though you officially know where, where things come from, it doesn't necessarily in any way lead to a feeling of love. It's just you know, but it doesn't, but it doesn't lead to that feeling of love. So on page Reishvav. So Ech Polim on the bottom of the page. Ech Polim Umegim Lahakarazu. So what do we do to bring ourselves to this Hakara? Now he gives practical, very simple and practical uh, uh, recommendations, advice, and Reishvav on the bottom. Ech Polim Umegim Lahakarazu. How do we come to this recognition that? Every single thing that I have, even the ability to make a decision, or the koach that I have, the strength that I have to get up in the morning. How do we come to this? How do we come to this hakara, to this recognition? So he says, "Nitem dugmos I'm going to give some examples to make this more practical and more real. I'm going to give some examples. The bottom of verse five. Adam yesh ba'zug. A person has a wife whom is born Now we're talking about a good marriage. Otherwise, this is not the right formula, as you'll see in a second. A person asks himself, "Who gave me? Who gave me this wife?" Now, if it's got to be a terrible marriage, then the question is asked in this way: Who gave me this? Who gave me this wife? We're talking about a person who's happy and he appreciates and so on. So he asks, Minosni is Bazugi. Who gave me my wife? So the normal the normal way of thinking, normal meaning the 
the natural way of a person to think is, well, I won her heart. How did I win her over? Because I have certain milers. Certain milers. Or I had certain milers. Back then, I was a good-looking guy. I, I uh, had a good education, came from a good family, and so on and so forth. And uh, I, I, uh, I, I was nice to her. So because of these milers, both in TV and Hashem writes them also. Understand that it's natural that, that uh, the person like myself, with the milers, with my advantages that I had, the person like that, that I was, uh, that, that my wife wanted to marry me. Because of my milers, the truth is, I chose my wife, and because of all of my milers, I could have chosen somebody else. That she's the winner. Right? She's the lucky girl, and because of all of my milers, even though he doesn't talk this way, even in his mind he doesn't think of it in a certain boastful way. It's all contained in a tiny little seed, a little, in a little tiny bite in the brain that says that uh, I, I, I was a, I was a marketable, eligible young man, and I went hunting, and I got, you know, like a, pretty much like the caveman in the old days, and I, and I got this uh, very nice wife. <laughs> last line if it really was up to me then I decided maybe I went out with this one I didn't like this one I went out with another one I had. and then this is the one that I liked and that was my decision this is a simple way of looking at things and this is how people look at it this is how people look at it very sign but if a person thinks in a deeper way, if he puts, if he puts on his, his way of, of thinking, if he enters into the, into the way of thinking which is true, which is Pnimi, Yovin, it says in Mishnah, Hashem is the one who gave you that wise life, the life of wisdom. Hashem Shekain Hashem says in Pasuk Hashem is the one who makes poor and Hashem is the one who makes rich there's no richer person in the world than someone who has a wonderful life and there's no poor person who makes no difference how much money he has there's no more miserable person than someone who has God forbid a terrible life Hashem gives a person a wife Hashem gives him his wealth and Hashem gives him his intelligence he gives wisdom to the one who's wise, meaning who appreciates it. So it's true. You, you, you were an eligible bachelor, and you had certain mild. You had very nice mildness. You're not wrong about that. You did have those mildness. But who gave you those mildness? So let's say you had a you had a parnosis, so it was easy for you to get a shidduch because you had parnosis. So who gave you parnosis? Uh, your nose was in between your eyes instead of on your forehead. So who put it over there? That you were that you weren't uh, God forbid deformed. Uh, you have a nice family. Who gave you that family? Anything that you had that made you eligible, it's all from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So you said, well, I, I'm intelligent. I'm a chacham. It's also zomatan mishamayim. Like many times I mentioned over the years that, that you have this guy that uh, my father once told this to me this joke uh, that you know the guy that that was uh, he made a lot of money so everybody was coming to ask him for aces to talk to, him, to get advice and then and then he lost uh, he lost all of his money and uh, nobody came to him anymore for aces so he said to his wife I don't understand maybe I lost my money so people don't come to me for money but I still have my seichel how come they come to ask me for aces aces. <laughs> They were only coming to you because you had money. They weren't coming to you if you said, you're not a balsaychel, you just had money. So while you had money, you were a balsaychel. <laughs> but the second you lose your money, you're not a balsaychel anymore. They're not coming to you for ages because it's not a pnimi. It's not who you are. But when a person bemises a chacham, so okay, who gave you the chacham? It's a matana mishamayim. It's a gift to makadash baruch. Imu ashir, if you're wealthy, kam ha'isha megiyam ha'bar yisbaruch. It also comes from Hashem. 
And the same one who gave it can, God forbid, can take it away in a second. If you hadn't been given all of these things by Hashem, so you wouldn't have gotten this wife, you might not have gotten any wife. You might, God forbid, be a lonely person. So Hashem gave you those milas. He gave you those milas. And then you went hunting and you got yourself a nice wife because of the milas that you have. He gave you those milas. Climber. Reishis. Kolma aloysa be'etzim enin shalom. All the milas that a person has are not his own. All the milas, all of the good points and all of the things that a person has, be'etzim, they're not his. True that the person uses his free choice to work with the, with the gifts that Hashem gives and to develop and to strengthen those gifts. But the natural qualities that a person has is mindless and not, and not his own. Hainshal Habari, they're from Hashem. Mehabari, they're from Akash In other words, each and every one of us is wearing clothing, garments that don't belong to us. They don't belong to us. So what are you showing off? You, if a person would walk in, in wearing a suit, and the guy's bragging about his suit, and uh, he wouldn't, he would stop bragging the second that that someone walks in that knows that that's not his suit. He's bragging it's, some, it's someone else's suit, so he could brag. But if he, but as long as there's somebody there that knows where the suit comes from, he stops bragging. So we're wearing garments that don't belong to us. Shliach shel habank, shoches biyada me elav dollar. If a guy works for the bank and he's holding in his hands $100,000, nobody would say the guy's a rich guy. The guy himself could, the guy himself might not have a penny in the bank and he lives in a project somewhere. So right now he's holding $100,000, so he's a career. What kind of career? He's just, he works for the bank, so he's holding somebody else's money. So he's not a rich person. They sent him from the main bank to, to bring over $100,000 to the other bank. It's evil of Shemim Hamushim. Not only that, they have, they, they have uh, armed people that are going together with him in case he, in case he uh, decides that he, he really does deserve the $100,000. Right? That person is not considered rich. Nobody in his right mind would say he's a rich guy. Because he's holding on to $100,000 for, for an hour while he's going. He's a shlich from the bank. Sahakol, what are you doing? You're taking the money from one place and you're bringing it to another place. It's not your money. A real, a real Baltzanaka feels the same way. That he's, he gets the money and he gives the money over. He gets the money over and he's a shliach. He's a shliach. He's sent by a kajabar who gave him $100,000. That doesn't make him bad. a rich person. It's God's money. And then what does he do with the money? He does with the money what God wants him to do with the money. Because he's a shliach. God gave him the money. He does with what God wants him to do with the money. Because Because whatever a person has, it's not him. It's not his own. Elohim Levushim Shalom. They're only Levushim, they're only garments that he was given. Hachachma Mulbeshes Al Ha'adam. A person's intelligence is a garment that Hashem gave you and he could take it away from you. You could see the smartest person in the world. Nebuch, you know, he, he becomes, uh, becomes senile or comes down with the world. What's it called? Alzheimer's Hashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashashash
He's just letting you try it on for a couple of years, if you're lucky. Could be for a couple of days. But he's letting you try on this suit. This suit is called Chachma. So you're a smart guy. He gives you a suit that's called uh, Parnasa. So he lets you try on the suit. Could be for a couple of days, could be for a couple of years. He lets you try on that suit. That he that he has that he has lent he has given a loan to the person. Hashem's book has given a loan of it's Hashem's garments. It's a, it's a loan from Hashem's book. The nice of In addition to this, that a person does not own his milas. You don't own your appearances, you don't own your money, you don't own your house, you don't own your clothing, you don't own your intelligence, you don't own any of those things. You're not a bailum of any of those milas. And at any moment, at any moment, Hashem's Baruch can take them away from you. Right? Remember a few weeks ago, so we were learning of Shalach. There's a Torah from the Cheshav Seifer, from the Chassam Seifer's descendant. Where it says in the Torah that when you're going in, going in the desert, the Midbar, it says that Hashem gave us during the day, during the day there was Namud Ha'anan, there was a cloud, a pillar of cloud that went with us, and at night there was uh, a Mud Eish, there was a pillar of, of fire. So the Tzaddik says that the day means when things are going very well. You have a lot of panasa and health and everything is good. The, the, the night, of course, means when things are not going well. So he says like this. During the day, he says, a person should keep in mind that there is a cloud nearby. That means that at any moment, all the sunlight that you're experiencing, all the comfort and all the luxuries that you're experiencing, in a moment the cloud could come. And and cover it all up, and you won't have it anymore. In a moment. On the other hand, if a person, when a person is traveling through a hard time, it's called the night, then you should keep in mind that at any moment there can be a pillar of fire that will light up the night. In other words, that you'll things will get better. And he says, when a Jew lives this way, traveling through this world, which is the desert, when a person lives that way, then he'll always have the right perspective. Meaning, if things are going well now, at any moment, a cloud could come and it could disappear. And if things, God forbid, are not going well, at any moment, God could send, if I'm worthy, He could send a pillar of fire. And then, it will, and then everything will turn around in a moment. And when a person lives this way, so then he remembers who he is and, and, and he remembers why he was sent here. So a person at any moment, he's saying, you know, you're not the bylum over the sunlight of your life. You're not the bylum. <coughs> and it could change in a moment. It could change in a moment. We're living now. I don't know anything. I just I know, I know about business, but I know people, people who are in the mortgage thing. They're always saying it's very, very bad now. I guess it has to, must be a gate there. People here too. I don't know if it's private, more residential or business. Or, I don't know. But I know that there's a problem now. And it used to be that it was Givaldic. I said that was the most harsh of a thing, and then it turns around. There are people that that now have terrible, terrible tsars and they're stuck with properties. And, you know, they, they need money and they can't sell it. And if they sell it, they have to sell for some ridiculously low price. And all kinds of there's a person who lost Kafel, how much money someone told me he lost. So, so last year at this time, he's you know the guy's walking around with a little you know with a little kerchief in his pocket and that proud look on his face that he just has this and he has this and he has that. And now, and now it's like deeper and you know he's that or he has a lot of perspiration and it's already in the, in the laundry. And and it's not anymore. The person's not a bylamover. It's not the bylamover anything. There are people that had more beautiful buildings than this in this neighborhood that those buildings aren't even here. The building's not even here anymore. Nobody's a bylamover over over anything. At any moment, Khalil Hashem is brokitakhimilas. Even when a person even when a person has those milas those uh, those uh, advantages it's not only that the fact that you have those milers they might not work to your advantage at, at, at that particular time even if you don't even if God doesn't take away from you those milers like you could have you could have a guy and he's a, and he's a good looking guy and and because of that he gets involved in certain tithes with certain people and it ruins his life so God gave him a gift the gift was that he, had, that he was nice looking 
What happened from that? Didn't work to his advantage. Other Rabbi. The guy that he sat next to in school is not good looking and he has a wonderful wife and wonderful family and he's living a good holy life. And this guy, who was like the good, the good looking guy in the class and all the girls were after, so he fell in into Tavis, into all kinds of inyanim. And one thing led to the other and, the, and his whole life is a, is, is a wreck. We all, we all know about these things. So he had the mila, and he didn't even he didn't even use it the right way. That God, God gave him a certain mila. What did he do with his mila? You have sometimes a person got money, he'd have been better off when he didn't have money. When he didn't have money, he did when he wasn't rich. He had a simple life, and you have a lot of times, person they always they get money, and then they have then their wife wants this and this wants that, and they get complicated and all kinds of tzarism. So even even the mila that you have. You, every single second depends on Hakadosh Baruch helping you and giving you the seichel how to use the mila and what to, how to live with this mila. I just, I just read that this guy who won the biggest jackpot, 135 million dollars up to that time, that was the biggest he won, and it was five years ago, six years ago already. So the guy he got arrested and drunk. This he said somebody should put out a, a, a book how to handle the money. He said he's complaining that this would be what you. Well, Ham sold his athletes. These guys that were that were rolling around in the uh, on the floats the other day, these guys are all making millions of dollars. What do you think's going to be with them t- ten years from now? They have to even wait mostly ten, but ten years from now, where are they going to be? They're going to be they're going to be rolling around in in in, in uh, stretches to hospitals. But the Jewish agent does all right. <laughs> And the same person has this, has the kingdom and the seichel. How to but 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 you know something? They have their own inyanim because a person that even even the go even the person could be the biggest bal seichel and they're allowed to use their money. But this people understand it's a big rachmanis that they don't have kingdom at all. People that got all of a sudden rich they don't have kingdom that they have they have tzaras and they and they you know this they're dreaming back to the time when they lived in some little place somewhere in some little village and, and life was simple and now. To God and for all kinds of crazy things and sorrows. No? Person, uh, so person has not had to use the kingdom that God gives him. <coughs> the fact that you, the fact that you're very light, meaning that you're fast on your feet, that doesn't mean you're going to win the race. The fact that you're a giver, that you're strong, that doesn't mean you're going to win the war. And you're so smart, that doesn't mean you're going to be so rich. When I think back on different kids that I had as students over the years, from the 12th grade boys, it doesn't come out that the smartest ones are making the most money. I've gone, to, I've gone over that, because I'm in touch with a lot of the guys. The big knackers. Sometimes it was Dafke, one that wasn't so smart. He sat a little bit in the back of the class. He didn't get such high grades, but you know, He's hardworking and humble, and he shows up every day, and people like him. Whereas the big chacham, the big chacham was was arrogant, was arrogant, and uh, he 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 was too smart for himself, and arrogant, and and people didn't like him. And, uh, that's it's not totally lolo chachamim lech, the smartest person that's going to be the make the most money. The and the and the very Brilliant people are not necessarily going to be rich. The people who know everything doesn't mean that they're going to find chayin. Others that they're going to be pleasing and loved by other people. The most lovable, the most beloved people are the ones who are humble. The humble people are the ones who are most loved. The fact that somebody knows a lot doesn't mean he's going to be loved. says. Aesopega, the times and difficulties can fall upon anybody. Can fall upon anybody. Nobody's nobody's guaranteed anything. There is no formula that guarantees that intelligence will lead to wealth. And there's no and there's no guarantee that a person who's who's uh, light, who doesn't weigh a lot, who's thin. Uh, is going to be able to win the race. It's no hechrich. It's no hechrich. When a person takes these things that we're talking about, we all know this. There's no chiddush here, but you have to think about it a lot. You think about it a lot and deeply. It brings you to a feeling of, like Moshe and Aaron said, 
The two greatest Jews in the world said, Venachnuma. Who are we? Who are we? Nothing. Venachnuma. Mitzad Atzmi and Nenivalaklum. Now Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know who he was. Aaron didn't know. They didn't know that they were the greatest Jews in the world. They knew. So how can Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Hakoyim? How can they say Venachnuma? What are we? Because they understood that. What are we? What, what do I have? This Mila Moshe Rabbeinu's Milas says that when he was born, the house was filled with light. So what, what Moshe Rabbeinu knew that that my koiches that I have, all the Milas that I have, are from Hashem. So Venachnuma. Mitzad atzmi and then evilokloom. On my own, mitzad atzmi, who I am, and then evilokloom. I'm nobody. Adain einzo another. Adain, however, he says einzo another pnimis. We haven't yet reached the inner level of modesty of humility. That's the beginning. What? Sorry. We haven't yet come. There's still a deeper level. This is level A of humility. When the person, when the person says, on my own, v'nachnu mamin. Who am I? That's A. Next page, Reishchez. Zui poshut hakaris ha'emes. In other words, you might say, wow, that's unbelievable humility to say, I'm nobody, on my own, I'm nothing. That's unbelievable humility. So what the author is saying here, that's not, that's not the deepest humility. That's called honesty. Honesty. Like they say, uh, they say a story that there's a, there's a, there's a Rebbe that's, that's saying, you know, it's a, not, not a real rabbi, it's a make-believe, they make a joke. But there's this rabbi that's saying, uh, I'm nobody, I'm a nothing, I'm worthless. And the oilam is, wow, wow, the rabbi is so humble. And then there's a portion of the year, there's some simple truth that's saying there, and he starts to say also, this rabbi looks at him and says, who are you to say that you're nobody? <laughs> who do you think you are to say that you're nobody? What are you talking like that? In other words, the Rebbe, the Rebbe, I'm somebody that I could say I'm a nobody. You're not even, un, you're nothing. It's no, for you to say that you're nobody, I'm, I'm a chosh of a person, so I say that I'm nobody. That makes a good impression. But for you to say that you're nobody, that doesn't mean you're humble. What does it mean? It means that you're honest. You are a nobody. But if the, if the king holds himself to be, a, to, to, in the eyes of the world, if the king is humble, he makes himself to be a nobody, and they say, wow, that's humility. But if a nobody says I'm nobody, then so what's that? That's not, no, that's just being honest. That's not humble. What you go in the street? There's some there's there's some guy lying in the street with a cup, and he and he says to you, "Listen, I'm a low, he says I'm a low yitzlach. I'm a low, It means I'm unsuccessful. So you say you say you turn to your wife and you say, "That's a humble person." You wouldn't say that. You say the guy is at least he's honest. He's low yitzlach. He's 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 realistic. He's not it's not humble. It's not humble. One second. So he says, so when when a person says, "I'm nobody. I have nothing of my own." So he says, that, okay, we, we perceive that as humility. It's true. But he says, the truth really is, that's, what, where does humility come from? We're impressed by it, but really, he says, it's hakaris emes. It's just being honest and recognizing the truth. Who's the real owner of the world? Who's the real balabayas? Who's the one that gives a person everything? And who directs a person every single step along the way? Yeah, I'm sorry, you wanted to... Sorry, that was a question. Where's the line between having humility and having confidence? That's a very good question. Moshe Rabbeinu had confidence enough, so he was the most humble person in the world, Moshe Rabbeinu, right? And still, he had confidence to say... Tasham, that if you don't forgive the Jewish people when they worship the golden calf, then you could erase me from your book. What does that mean? So we could all say, whoa, 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 I thought you were nobody. So what do you mean, erase me from the book? So who are you? That, that, that you would think that God would be afraid to erase your name from his book? Obviously, Moshe Benin knew that, that uh, he was so important in God's eyes that God would rather save the entire Jewish people, whatever, uh, and change this whole plan of killing the uh, of killing the, those those who sinned, not to erase Moshe in his name. So Moshe Rabbeinu had confidence. In our generation, the greatest posik was Rav Moshe Feinstein, and he was the most humble, humble person in the world. And yet, when 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 it came to in halacha, he was a, he was fierce as a lion, and he would say that this is the halacha, and 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 uh, and, and and if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. 
So how do how do we understand this, the the integration of confidence and humility? Because because the humility does not mean that you're not completely cognizant and aware of the mileage that you have. Humility means I know my intelligence, but I know that it's a gift from God. Moshe knew how great he was, but he didn't he didn't take that to his own personal credit. The Chazonish was one that was the greatest of the generation. The Chazonish. They say that somebody once asked the Chazanish, how is it possible, Rebbe, that you're so humble? Don't you know that you're the God of Hador? Somebody asked the Chazanish. Somebody had the nerve to ask the Chazanish. There were other people there. They said, Rebbe, you're so humble, but don't you know how that you're, don't you know that you're the God of Hador? You're the leader of the whole generation. So they say, Chazanish loved to cry. And listen to what he said. The Chazanish said, I know that I'm the God of Hador. He said, I know that God gave me a brilliant mind. And an expansive heart, but I also know that if another person would have my gifts, he would use them much more than I use them. And I'm embarrassed and ashamed that I haven't used the gifts that God has given me to, to the level that I should be using them. That's what he said. Not that I'm no, no, I'm not, I'm not the God, I'm not so smart. No, 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 I'm not so smart. Right, the kid, the kid asks you. Daddy, should I go here? Should I not go there? He said, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not uh, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. No. You know more than your kid because you have experience in life and you have to be confident about that. But you have to know who gave you your child and who gave you the ability to have more, to have the answer to be able to talk to your child. So humility does not contradict confidence. It just means that you know where it comes from. And the confidence is not haughtiness. You know what I mean? Haughtiness. It's not. It's not from the ego. It's not arrogance. There's a confidence that a person says, "I know, I know that I understand this. I know that I understand that this subject, and uh, and, and uh, I know, and I know it better than the next guy. And and therefore, I can make a decision on this matter. And, and my decision is going to be more trustworthy and accurate than the per, than the other person. A person can be confident like that. Obviously, to say it in a nice way, but to be confident about that, but to always remember. That that's not his. That's 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 a gift that God gave, and that and you could tell right away when this person knows that by how he how he acts towards other people and how he deals with other people. You could tell it right away. You could have a boss in a in a company that talks down to people and looks down at people, and like they're like they like they you know like they're, like they're nobody, you know. And you could have an uh, and you could have a boss who talks even to the simplest worker. To, to the to schlep, he talks to him in, in a nice way. Why? Because the boss doesn't feel. The boss knows that he's wealthier and maybe more intelligent than the schlepper, but he also knows that that how am I any better than him? God gave him certain things, and God gave me certain things. Why am I better than him? Maybe he's using his gifts more than I'm using my gifts. Maybe he's using the gifts that God gave him in a better way, in a nicer way than than, I, than I'm than I'm using. You know that I'm using. Uh, my gifts. I was just now like I was in HSL last week, and I didn't I didn't pay for the trip. I can't afford Billy to get to New Jersey. So, <laughs> so somebody was kind enough. There was a simcha, and somebody was kind enough. A yid that and he and the uh, he put me on a plane to go to HSL. Now he put me on the plane. He put me on the business class. You, you, you ever go on a business class? No. You should be zayich. It's a very nice thing. <laughs> it's a, very, very nice. It's a whole different way. You come back from it. say you're going to say you're like a man. You know, you rest. You feel good. So, so I, I, you know, when you go there, so I was, I was, uh, uh, I'm totally not lefi my, my means and my past experiences and so on, but I was enjoying it very much. <laughs> and then you go over there where the curtain is and you look back and you see and you see the loves the, the poor huddled masses yearning to be free, struggling in their little chairs with their feet and look at the proletariat, the peasants, how they how they act, they're very rowdy and loud, you know. So noisy over there in the back by the by the island. They're online with the bathroom. Of course I'm exaggerating. But but a person but but and I was looking at this and I was thinking, I stopped, because you can have a little bit of a hergish of like, wow, this is real, this really feels good. And you stop and you say to yourself, I never 
bought this ticket. I can't afford this ticket. This seat is not my seat. This is someone who gave me the seat to sit in, and it was just because he's a nice person, he's a friend, and he gave me this. It's not mine. And 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 you know, a person you have to stop and remember who you are and what you are. So you know, your business class. And, and and some of these people that the way that they talk to the students is the way they talk like the, I mean half the people there were Mishalachim you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I recognize them from, from coming around guys that I know that come around to collect I guess that they, they uh, know they frequent, like flyer frequent flyer points and take a little bit extra off the top you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, to, look because they're going back and forth a lot again and, <laughs> but a couple of them were afraid to look at me. And they see me in the York. Oh, Moshe, Moshe, down that place. So they were looking down. Because <laughs> yeah. I know who they are. The guys are coming around, you know. But uh, it's also not their seat, you know. It's not their seat. So a person stops and says, "What? Who gave me this seat? It is my seat. I have a shaykes to this seat. I have a shaykes to this seat." But that's all of life is like that when you think about it. All of life. But at the same time, it doesn't mean. That doesn't mean that just because I had it, because I'm, I'm a business guy and I have a chair and the chair goes up, right? All the way, you can, you can lie down. So I said, no, 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 it's not coming. I can't. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, it's not, who am I and what am I that I should put my feet up? And so, you know, I, I, no, I put my feet up. I put my feet up and I, and I, and I relaxed. It was a mechaia and I enjoyed it. But I, but but the his button is as you understand that's the point. It's not that you can't put your feet up in the business class. It's just you, you remember that it's not my chair, and to be and to feel a tremendous thankfulness that there was somebody that was kind enough to give me uh, to make it an easier trip and to and to and to know that and to express that thankfulness and and to put your feet up. It's okay. You don't have to not have confidence. I can't. It's not coming to me. How should I put my feet up? And, you know, it's not that's not what it means to, to it means to know where it came from and to remember to feel of course I tell you to appreciate where it came from. But that's like it that that's that's a marshal. It's such a good marshal. I was thinking about it because in, in in a second, you know, so you think you know you're not gonna I'm not gonna fly like that again. I mean something maybe happens somewhere. You don't fly like that. It's not a regular way that that they go in an airplane. You go in an airplane with everybody else and like the rest of the chav. It's not a regular, and and, and 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 everything in life is like it's not yours. it's not yours that it's coming to you that you have a Kenyan. You don't own any of these things. So then someone else will say, yeah, but I fly. I'm a rich guy. And I fly business class all the time. It, that that's the biggest delusion of all, that that he thinks that that belongs to him. And if you don't remember, then you then then you could become, God forbid, a haughty person, an arrogant person. You have to remember who gave you that. It's a muscle for anything. So he says, Adam, the third line on Reish Ches. He says, Adam, who bebchinas shaymer. All a person is in this world is a shaymer. Shaymer means that God gave me something and He entrusted me to watch it, to take care of it. God gave me money. And He entrusted me with this money to take care of it and to use it in the right way. Gave me a family. Trusted me that I should take care of my family in the right way. In this world, we are no different than people who are given, who are given to watch something. Zehu. We're given to take care of something. We're given our bodies. We're given our our, our health to, to take care of it, to do our best to watch it, and to, and to use it properly. To use our bodies in the best way. To use our property and our belongings and possessions in the best way. Shame lo shalom. There's nothing you think is more than your own than your kids. My kids, my kids. That 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 the, the children that we have, they're not our children either. Of course, in halacha they're our children, and biologically they're our children. Hashem's what gave us these gifts. They're our children, and He wants us to raise them the right way, to do the best we can, to bring them up. That that's not to think that it's your kid, and therefore you think you could talk to your kid any way that you like to. You think that he's your property, your child. He's not your property. You think you could mistreat the child? You could talk to him any way you like about that. He belongs to you, the child. The child's a gift. Hashem entrusted you to watch the child. So, we were given our children to watch them, to take care of them. That's all. That's all. And if you do, so, do something you're not supposed to, then you're, you know better than a shame that shaleach yad, than a shame pikod that shaleach yad. 
then you know better than a person who is given something to watch and you're using it the wrong way. God forbid. We're giving our children to watch. We're big babysitters. Except we're not getting paid, we're paying. But that's what it is. We're just, we're giving our children to watch them, to take care of them. And Hashem says, I trusted you with these nishamas. I'm trusting you with these nishamas to take care of them the right way. Don't talk to them the wrong way. Don't mistreat them. Don't, don't, don't uh, spoil them and so on and so forth. Take care of them the way you're supposed to. If Kiddu was here, Allah would Hashem has given us the children, our children as a pikodin, as, as something to watch, as children to watch, to take care of, to bring them up in this world, to raise them the right way. And our responsibility is to return these children to Hashem in the most beautiful way, as much as we're able to return them in the most beautiful way. When the time comes, when our children, of course, till 120, will outlive us till 120, and when they come to Shemaim, then Hashem will tell each and every one of us in Shemaim that you... You took care to raise these children in a good way. You did a good job. You did a good job. And the and the children, the children, you know, like when they, the Bidichva lost their son, Rameya. The Bidichva had a, a child, was a tzaddik, the Bidichva's son was an unbelievable tzaddik. And, the, and the, Rameya died died in his father's lifetime. And they didn't know what the Bidichva was. There were thousands of people by the funeral. And they didn't know they were walking. They didn't know what the Bidichva was. And they found him at the back. The Bidichva was clapping his hands and singing at the back. And they thought that God forbid he lost his mind from grief. And and the Bidditchva was singing that Rabbi Shon, you gave me a pure soul and I'm giving him back to you. I'm giving you back a pure soul. You gave me, you entrusted me with a pure nisham and I'm giving back to you a pure nisham. I did my job. I did my shlichas. I did what you asked me. Really that's we have to we have to all the time daven all the time that we shouldn't, God forbid, make dirty what God gave us clean. He gave us our children. You, you sit your kid in front of the uh, television, so then you, you shalach yad. You, God forbid, you, you, you're putting your own, you're, you're, you're ruining with your own hands that which isn't yours. You were sent to take care of. And then you go and you put him in front of a, a tumma. So then you shalach yad. Hashem's Baruch gave you. That's all we were, they were sent to us. And Hashem trusted us with his, with these neshamas. And each and every one of us was given to watch these neshamas. That we have our children. It doesn't belong to us. And, it, and then you have to give them back when you... You have to give the children... You give the children back to the Barishal. The Barishal gave each of us a, a body, a physical body. It doesn't belong to us. Therefore you can't do whatever... In halakha you can't do whatever you want with your body. You can't go and start uh, piercing your body and hurting yourself. You can't do that. It's not yours. As the postman said, the Radbaz and all the Rishonim explain, the Indian of God should have suicide and so on. It's not your body. that you. It's not your life that you could take away your life. I mean, you're unhappy. Work it out. It's not your Indian to take away your life. It's not your body. To, you, can't, you can't even... You can't even wound yourself. Because it's not your body. It's, it's only something which God has given you to watch. You have no right... To, to injure yourself You're not allowed to injure yourself It's not I'll do what I want with my own body So the person The uh, the uh, 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 abortion people You know So it's my it's my body I'll do what I want with my body The whole thing is clear It's not your body It's not your baby It's not your To do what you want with your body and your baby It's not yours It's not your body It's not your baby And therefore, all of Hashem said, I want you to take care of the bodies that I've given you. I want you to take care of them, to treat your bodies properly. And to give them back. All of to the best of your ability. Obviously, the things you can't do. Something happens, you can't do anything. But but to the best of your ability, all of that you give back your body at the end of 120, not that you inflicted any, any injuries upon yourself, or that you were uh, sitting around, you know, uh, sitting around... Uh, you know, dr- drinking kegs of beer a day, and then you ended up, you know, uh, 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 destroying your health, or, dr- or drinking alcohol and smoking and destroying the body. What does mean? You don't have the. It's not for you to make a decision to smoke. Once the postcom came to the conclusion that smoking is forbidden, which is the vast consensus, certainly nowadays. Back then, years ago, it wasn't clear yet, and the Ramayusha was a little bit more lenient. Years ago, 
And even then, he, he didn't say to begin smoking, only if somebody is already smoking. But now, we already know what cigarettes are. So if halacha says that you can't smoke, then it means that it's misusing the body that God gave you. The fact that people smoked 50 years ago, they didn't know. But now we know this, and the halacha says that you can't smoke. You can't, you can't begin smoking. So then, then if you do that, then, then you're, you are damaging the body that God has given you. So you can't say, it's my body. Who's the, you tell me, don't tell me whether I can smoke or I can't smoke. Even if a person is not married to anybody, because they say, how can you do that? You're shortening your life. What about your wife? What about your kids? It's not fair. The guy says, no, I'm totally, I'm single. I don't have anybody. What about your mother? My mom's dead. But before my father's dead, everybody's dead. It's only me. What about your dog? I don't have a dog. <laughs> it's only me. So why can't I, why can't I smoke? So Allah says you can't. But what do you mean? I'm not affecting anybody. Who am I hurting? Those people always say, who am I hurting? God gave you that body and he told you that you can't hurt it. Finished. You're not allowed to do that. I feel Even the essence of a person, which is what? Haneshama. The person's neshama, the soul. Hey <coughs> Nishalo. It's not even it's not yours. Every single morning we say Nishama Shinasata be Tahirahi. Nishama Shinasata be the neshama that you have given to me every single morning, right away. We say the soul that you have given me. It's not my soul. Again, you're, you're lending it to me, you're giving it to me with a shmira that I should watch. But it's neshama shnesata be. It's neshama that you have given me. Tahiri, it's pure. And my job is to maintain that pureness. To, to, to not only to maintain it, but to to nourish it and to nurture it and to strengthen it and so on that's what was given to me you're going to take it away in the future we just said this a couple hours ago in the future you're going to take it away from me it's not mine Nisham is not mine that's what it means Hashem gave us a pikodin and we give back a pikodin. When we go to sleep at night, we give Hashem to watch our nisham. And then we get up during the day, then Hashem gives us back the nish, the nish, his nish, the nish, that belongs to him. He gives us back that we should take care of it during the day. And at night, we give it to God to take care of it. And during the day, Hashem gives it us to take He gives the nisham to us to take care of it. It belongs to Him. Hakal pikdoimes. All it is is receiving, giving back to the one who, to, to the one who owns everything. So this is the this is the mafteach. This is the key to to bringing oneself to that first level of ahava of love, which is ahavat luibadav, which is a love that depends on something. Which means when a person thinks about this and says this over and over and over again, then he feels he feels the gratitude. Of the unbelievable gratitude that God gave me back my nisham this morning. Not that he spits out the words, like nisham but the unbelievable ahava, the love that one can, that one feels when a person thinks about this over and over, how God gave me back my nishama. I'm so unworthy. Yesterday, I abused my nishama. I, I, I neglected and I abused my nishama more than any abusive husband or parent that I abused my nishama. Because when I looked at something I shouldn't have looked at, I was abusing my nishama. When I didn't, when I said words I shouldn't have said, I was abusing my nishama. An abuse more than any guy abuses his his girlfriend or his wife when he put a hot iron on her back. That's much. That's that's nothing compared to the abuse that a Jew abuses his nishama when he looks at the wrong thing and says the wrong thing. I mean, didn't we say that you can't I'm talking about. The pain that it causes, the pain that it causes the neshama, causes pain. It doesn't change the neshama. So the neshama is pained by it. And that abuse, like the Nebuchadnezzar says in the beginning, that when a person, when a person makes his mind filthy with filthy thoughts, he's destroying more than the Nebuchadnezzar destroyed when he burned down the temple in Yerushalayim. This is the parasha of Shachanti B'Saycha. Bilvavi Mishkan Evne. That the heart of a Jew is like a Mishkan Zabesa Mikdish. When you, when you fill your heart with inappropriate emotions, loves and fears and so on, 
you're, you're destroying more than somebody who than, than the goyim who burned down the temple in, in Yerushalayim. That happened. That happened a couple of times, and every single day you're doing it over and over, burning the base Mikdash another chum base Mikdash another chum base inside yourself, another chum base When a person lives with this reality that this is that this was given to me, my heart was given to me by the Bari Erlam as a gift to watch and to take care of and so on and to use the right way so the love, the ahava that even though I'm so unworthy God gave it back to me again today He gave me another day even though I met and again He gave it back, he gave back to me a new heart it was cleaned, it was titled in the mikveh it was, it was vacuumed and cleaned each day given back to you again and you feel if you think about that, the emes it, it awakens within a person tremendous ahava, tremendous love when this recognition is clear to the person then a person lives with a simple awareness and recognition if I don't take care if I'm not for myself who will be for me but but, but on my own what am I? I'm nothing there's all the kaifas that I have to take care of myself it's only for Hashem Nitzad atzmiyas ha'adam hu klum. As far as who I am on my own, atzmiyas the essence klum. Well, who am I? Chasa kol erech atzmi. I have no value on my own. Only what the Baruch gives me, and to the extent that I make the right choices to take care of what Hashem's Baruch gives me, to that, to the extent that I worry about that and think about it and do things that I'm supposed to do, so I'm rewarded. After 120, but I didn't create these milas in myself. These were milas that were given to me. So then, what we're going to begin with next week is Eich Kainim Hergezeh. Now we've just reviewed and had certain examples of how of the, the correct way of thinking. How do we acquire this way of feeling in a very very practical way? And examples and exercises. That's what we're going to have next week, Bezeh Hashem. Uh,